Blog Talk Radio.
welcome to the broadcast for International Radio on Block Talk Radio. Um, what is it? Wednesday night? Um, so we want to welcome all the guests, all our listeners out there um, from every corner of the earth. Um, our caller number tonight, 619-638-8458. Um, if you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Um So, the next two hours, um, we're pretty much here to glorify Jesus, um, to exalt his name, to intercede, to pray, <clears throat> to believe God, take him at his word, um, to do all that stuff that we t- normally just talk about. Um, I guess you could call the next two hours um, the faith hours, belief hours, um, stand up upon the word of God hours. Um, Pretty much we believe the word of God We trust him Knowing that he's able To do everything that he promised And That being said We're going to start off um, With some prayer Um, Father Lord your word says You know all things Father You said your grace is sufficient And your strength is made perfect In our weakness Lord your, father, your word also says that if two or more of us are gathered together, that you're there in the midst. And you said if we would ask anything in your name, that you would do it. You said whatever things we ask in prayer, we're leaving, we would have them. And you said if we know that you hear us, we know we have the petitions in which we ask, Father. So we and all the listeners, Father, we join our face together, Father, agreeing with you upon your word, Lord, declaring that you are holy, Father, and worthy to be praised. Father, we turn over these next two hours to you, Father. Holy Spirit, that you would glorify Jesus Christ. Father, let not one word be spoken or said that doesn't start through your heart, Father, for your people, Father, for the nations, Lord. Father, I ask that you would reveal yourself. Father, reveal yourself to every person listening, Lord. Open the eyes of their hearts, Father, that they could be flooded with light, Lord. Lord, reveal to them the hope of their calling, Father. Reveal to them the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe you, Father. Be glorified tonight, Jesus. Be glorified in this broadcast. So, um, where do we start off? We're going to start with a couple prayer requests. Um, so, um, first off, um, one of our listeners, um, Minister Crock, status ill. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. According to your word, this is by your stripes we are healed, Lord. Father, we speak and command complete and total healing on him right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. Every illness, every disease, every spirit of sickness and infirmity, we command you to leave right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We command every every bit of sickness to leave right now, completely clear up, completely cleared up right now, Father. Remove every bit of that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. Father, restore those organs in the name of Jesus, Lord. 
Father, give him rest and relaxation, Father. Lord, we thank you, Father, for his healing, Father. Thank you for being glorified in him, Father. And, um, okay, cherished, the word of God declares, if anyone asks him for wisdom, he will give to all liberally and without reproach. So, prayer requests, she needs prayer for wisdom and comfort and provision and her situation. Can't go into details, but... That doesn't matter because he already knows all the details. The word declares that Jesus said <clears throat> that the Father knows all our needs before we could even ask them. And he's already made a way of provision. He's already made a way of relief. He's already made a way of deliverance and salvation. <clears throat> you know, the Bible declares that a man will plan his ways and the Lord will direct his steps. Even though it says that the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, the word illuminates to us Jesus and reveals Jesus to us. And he's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And so, Father, Lord, we ask in the name of your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, Father, that you would, Father, increase cherishes wisdom, Father, that you would pour out wisdom, Father, far beyond her years, Lord. Give her wisdom. Give her revelation, Father. Father, give her a spirit of discernment right now in the situation she's facing, Lord. Open her spiritual ears. Open her spiritual eyes, Father. Open her spiritual senses, Lord, so she can clearly hear you, Father. Holy Spirit, that you would clearly direct her, Father. Lead her into the place that you've already preordained, Father, that you have set apart for, the place of provision, the place of blessing, Father. Father, your word declares you lead us beside the still waters. You make us lay down in green pastures, Father. You don't even give us a choice, but you force your blessing upon us, Lord, because you love us so much, Father, that you move us into a place of blessing, Lord, so you can lavish your love upon us, Lord. So I pray that you would reveal to our Lord Right now, Father, take her into the heavenly realms, Father, with you, our Father, and give her your perspective, Lord. Father, give your give her your perspective, your battle print, your blueprints, Father. Give her an overview of the symphony that you're creating in her life, the masterpiece, Father, that you are creating through her situation right now. Lord, we know your word declares that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, Father. So we choose to trust you, Lord, in whatever situation this is, Father, knowing that you can and you will be glorified in it, Lord, through all things as we commit it and give it all completely over to you, Father, and we lay it down at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. And we declare that it's covered under the blood, Father. So, Father, I thank you, Father, for the prophetic discernment that she's going to get, Lord. In this situation, Father, I pray, as your word declares in the last days, people would prophesy, they would see visions, they would dream dreams, Lord. I pray that even in the night hours, Lord, you would begin to stir up her heart, Father, stir up her spirit, Lord. Father, stir up a spirit of intercession, stir up a spirit of seeking you, Father, of looking towards you, Father. Start speaking to her, even in her dreams, Father, even during the day, Lord. 
Father, that your voice would become clear to her, Lord. That you could be glorified, Jesus, in this situation, Father. And, Lord, that you would touch every person who is affected, Lord, by this situation, Lord, for your glory, for your purposes, for your plans, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, she said, that was a, I'm reading the chat room where Trish said it's, hers was hard to pray. You know, one thing, you know, I think I've been doing this with the Lord. I'm 35 now, which to me seems old, but, you know, I think I've been doing this with him my entire life before I even knew anything about anything. Um, and after 35 years, I'm convinced I still know nothing as I ought to. Um, but even since I was a really, really young child, when the Lord started speaking to me, before I was even what we would consider saved, I learned from all the years of walking with the Lord that, you know, the Lord doesn't really care what you say as far as, you know, Jesus made this, like, um, this statement about don't, when he was given the, um, the parable on the mountain, and the Lord's Prayer. And he was saying, don't pray like the heathens pray. Um, who think just because they repeat the same words over and over, and they're going to get a better result. Or that the Father is going to be more inclined to bless them and to answer their prayer. Um, and he said, you know what, don't do any of that. Just the Father knows what you need. Make it simple. Tell God what you need. And which could be Father... Your will be done and whatever this is And you could leave it at that And that would be sufficient um, As long as we're laying everything before him Which a lot of us we have to do On a daily basis But you know I learned that Prayer Slash intercession Isn't always Something that that The church has made it out to be You know prayer sometimes Is I'll give you an example. Um, sort of backing up a bit. Um, I've been married for like a couple of years now, and um, we both work. And usually we get home and from our days, and we're exhausted. I mean, then there's we have four kids or stuff to do, and the times of us actually being able to just sit and talk um, are something that you have to make time for, and it's. And it's not always about complaining or or just whatever. And it's not even just talking about our days. Sometimes it's just talking to talk, to talk about how we feel, to talk about anything that's on our minds. And, you know, with the Lord, a relationship with him is no different. It's something we make time for. But it's something that is quite informal. It's, um, you know, I, I think I'm, I don't know if I said this before, but... Um, before I was married, um, in my old apartment, um, in my bedroom, which I had sort of turned into a um, prayer room, um, I had a, like, recliner chair that I sat in there. I think it was a recliner chair, and I wouldn't sit in it because I considered it was his chair. And so anytime I was spending time with him, which for me my time with the Lord has always been like 
10% asking or 20% asking, another 20% complaining and griping and trying to figure things out, and the rest of it is just worshiping him. Because <clears throat> I figured I can't really do anything about my situation except for trust him. And he already knows what I need. And so I pretty much just lay my life before him and say, here, it's yours, do whatever. I, I'm going to screw it up if I do anything with it. So here, take it. And then the rest of it would just be, okay, Lord, I know who you are, and it's sufficient. Um, and a lot of times prayer should be like that. Prayer should be just relaxing in his presence, enjoying his presence, having communion and fellowship with him, talking to him about how much you hate doing dishes, talking to him about whatever it is that you're interested in. Um, the Bible says that he gives us the desires of our hearts, which is twofold. Um, in one aspect, he gives us the desires that we see, um, godly desires. And then at the other time, he actually plants desires in our hearts. And, you know, the Lord is not above us actually, like, just sitting around and talking to him. Any father loves it when their children come up and just, um, you know, with my five-year-old, she gets excited about something and her eyes just light up and you become captivated with it. And, I, and I'm convinced that the Lord feels the same way about us um, when we're captivated, when we're in awe of things, um, especially things of the Father and the works that he, he's doing. And, you know, when we talk about partnership a lot with the Lord and intercession, but our whole lives are partnerships with him. Um, everything we do, everywhere we go, is us and him because we're always there because um, it's us, and he's always there because he's everywhere. And there's really, and usually by the time we get somewhere, he's already there because he's already, he's always there. And um, <clears throat> so every aspect, every facet of our life could be lived. I say could be, um, even though most of the time it's not. Could be lived knowing, okay, Jesus, let's go up the elevator. Hey, Jesus, um, I have to go to work. Um, you want to ride with me? And just, and it, sometimes it takes imagination just to get yourself to the place of believing and understanding um, and trying to realize that the things that are not seen are sometimes more real than the things that are. And, I mean, you could get in the car and just go to the grocery store and invite him to come with you and sit in the car seat or the car next the seat next to you and just have a relationship with him that isn't based on, God, I need this, and, God, why won't you do this? It's, but more of, like, God, I love spending time in your presence. I love just having you there or just sitting there and listening to music together and just knowing how in love you are with him. And, you know, that too, in a way, could be considered prayer and intercession. Um, because, you know, sometimes we don't even have to speak that much because it says the Holy Spirit um, helps us in our weakness and that he prays through us, sometimes with words, um, sometimes with groanings that cannot be uttered. And I'm thoroughly convinced that the strongest prayers are the ones that, never are actually formulated into words. Um, the reason we pray out loud and formulate things in the word is because it says our words are living and there's death and life in the power of the tongue. And the words that you speak become life and or death um, depending on what words you're speaking. 
And those, so when you start speaking, it says out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks to the things that you really believe in your heart, what you're going to find coming out of your mouth. And if you're planting the word of God in your heart, and like David said, your word I've hidden in my heart that I wouldn't sin against you, if that's the words that are coming out naturally, not because um, you always try to make them, but just because it's a natural thing, then, um, you know, you start seeing differences in your life, in your attitude, differences in your walk and in your relationships, um, because you're speaking the positive words of the confession, and you're coming into agreement with him on everything. And so prayer, you know, sometimes I pray and I have prayer requests and I'm never quite sure what to pray or how to pray. And then I get to the point where I'm like, okay, God, uh, yeah, you know what's going on. So there, um, your will be done. I trust you, um, blah, 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 because he already knows. And I, I know what his word says. And I'm thoroughly convinced that the Lord fulfills his word. He said over and over again through scriptures, however many promises, I mean, that he's given um, Jesus over and over again, trying to um, explain to the disciples and to us who would read the words later on, that all we have to do is ask him and believe um, and have a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of faith that the things that we don't yet see will come to pass because we trust him. Um, I've heard a mustard seed is really small. I've never actually seen one. But, you know, it's not that much to trust the Lord. Um, you know, he created heavens and the, the heavens and the earth, and everything we see was made by him. Um, <laughs> well, except for this desk I have in my office. But he made the wood. <laughs> and so he sort of made it too. And, um, you know, we believe that he created everything. And made man And breathed into them the breath of life But sometimes we have trouble believing that He could um, Give someone a new kidney Or that he could restore The function in someone's lungs And it seems sort of um, I don't want to say hypocritical But sort of um, stupid um, In a way that We believe so many things About the Lord and what his word declares But then when it comes To things that are Less um, hard We would think for him Are the ones that we have trouble believing We have trouble believing I mean we believe that he died And sent his son uh, That he sent his son Jesus Christ To die for our sins And then he was resurrected from the dead um, Ascended to the right hand of the Father And is seated with the Father Where it says The word declares He constantly makes intercession for us And all that we proclaim And we believe But Sometimes we find it hard to believe that he's going to help us pay the next bill that's coming around the corner. Um, things like that. Um, anyway, i got to read a psalm, a psalm real fast. Uh, psalm 8. O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? 
For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the pass of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You know, um, Jesus made a statement about how if people wouldn't praise him, the rocks could cry out. And it says, out of the mouths of infants, you have perfected praise. And that's an interesting statement because Jesus said, you must first come as a child to the kingdom of God with the same perspective, um, throwing away all knowledge that you gained and starting over fresh, just trusting the things that he said. And sometimes I think we let our disappointments and our past failures and our past struggles get in the way of believing what God's going to do in our lives in the future. And we base our belief in what he can do based on what we've seen already happen in the past in our own lives um, with things that usually had nothing to do with the Lord to begin with. Um, We failed at this, so there's no way that the Lord can help us do this. Um, But you know, there's nothing he can't do. It says he raises up kings and sets them down. You know, even the heart of Pharaoh, he hardened. Um, so that he can show himself strong. This is the goodness of God leads them to repentance, which means it's the Lord who, the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, who's constantly working in the hearts of men and women, leading them to the paths of righteousness and leading them into His presence. Um, you know, when Jesus said, "I am the good shepherd, and my sheep hear my voice," you know, the Father's constantly speaking. And constantly, constantly speaking, constantly leading us, constantly seeing. Um, if you imagine yourself as a sheep, you usually have no idea where greener pasture could be or what's on the other side of a gate or anything else, what's on the other side of a mountain. But the shepherd who's overseeing you can see far better than you can. You know, sometimes we, you know, he leads us, and we struggle against him, um, because for some reason we become afraid of him leading us somewhere we don't want to go, or that we just somehow don't trust him, that he knows what he's doing, when in reality, um, we should know that he does. Um... Anyway, we're our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back in just a minute. All I really wanted was a friend 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need um, prayer for anything at all, please give us a call. Um, Isaiah 4325, I, even I, am he blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us consent together. State your case that you may be acquitted. You know, we were talking about children, and Lord Jesus said that we must all come enter into heaven like little children, and in the chat room, we got on to children, and you know, I guess tonight will be the um, night of speaking redundant things that we all know. Um, sometimes we just have to say it over and over again until we believe it. But you know, I got four kids, um, three that were my wife's um, before we got married, um, and then our foster child is actually my uh, sort of kind of niece um, from a half-sister. And one thing my mom, I mean, not my mom, I'm sorry. One thing my wife always tried to tell me in the beginning, because I had a really big struggle trying to deal with three kids that weren't mine who didn't like me too much, um, is that, you know, every one of them are different. They have their own personalities, their own quirks, their own ways of dealing with everything, um, they all three see the world completely differently. And, and now I have a, f- a five-year-old. She just turned, I guess she's six now. She just turned six on uh, Saturday. And, but, you know, sometimes it makes me sort of stay in more awe of how, of the Lord. Um, the fact of, it's hard sometimes even keeping up with four kids and their different personalities and knowing that I have to deal with them all in a different way, even if they need to be disciplined or something or something they did wrong. Um, every one of them, I can't do it the same because not all of them learn the same way. Not all of them understand things the same way. Some of them I can say things one time and they'll get it right away. And then there's other ones where um, I can tell them every other day from now until the time that the Lord returns and they still won't have gotten it. Um, And, you know, the Lord has to do that with us. Um, He has to deal with us as a body of believers, um, as a whole, um, as the body of Christ. But then he also has to deal with us as individual members and understanding that he's completely and totally um, familiar with everything about us. Every atom, every hair on our head, every desire, every fear, every worry, every everything about us. He's intricately acquainted with who we are, more so than even we are. And so the Lord will have to individually um, <clears throat> put us in situations at times and allow us to go in different directions at times because sometimes it's the only way he can reveal things to us. You know, sometimes the Lord will allow us or 
um, it was the ability to go through certain obstacles so that our faith can be built in him um, through believing him in those situations. Um, sometimes we have to face battles so that we can develop character and integrity and trust in him so we can learn to stand. Um, sometimes he allows us to go through things just so we, in return, can learn to be more dependent on him. Um, because in the end, um, until it gets to a point that you're pretty much convinced you can do nothing on your own, um, there's still a part of you left over that you're still attempting to do anything on your own. When even breathing isn't because we choose to. It's um, because he chooses for us to. Um, like it says in Job, he could withdraw his breath from the world and it would cease to exist. Now we know he won't do that um, because his word is declared and made promises. And But he could. And And so, you know, it's interesting having um, children because you learn about having compassion, learning that, you know, I can see things my children can't see. I can see the world in eyes that they have not yet been exposed to. And so sometimes when we're dealing with things with the Lord and we're going through things, sometimes we have to stop and ask him what it is that he sees and how he perceives the situations we're going through. Because it could be completely different than what we would normally think. We may be thinking the Lord's going in one direction and we're doing this for one reason, and we could have completely no real idea what we're really going through or why. Um, but we do know the Bible says that all things work together for good, for those, for those, uh, for all things work together for those who are, who love God and are called according to his purpose. And, you know, like it says in um, that psalm, it says, he leads me beside still waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Um, constantly leading us beside those still waters, the waters of refreshing, the waters of renewal, the waters of healing, um, in every direction that the Lord takes you on the other side of what are their obstacle and even through the obstacle if there's a mountain in your way the Lord can draw water from a rock if he needs to um, but he's always taking us into a place of deeper intimacy with him and a place of deeper trust with him where we can more easily more readily and more honestly turn our lives over to him and surrender everything to him um, until we get to the point that we actually trust him and believe him. And, you know, I've had my foster child for a year, and it literally took almost a year to get to the point of her actually trusting me. And where she understands um, that when I say something, I mean it, that she understands that she doesn't have something to fear. She doesn't have to worry that if she asks for a drink of water, I won't give it to her. Um, and 
you know, we sometimes see these things in our own lives, but we don't always equate them with the way the Lord deals with us. And, you know, the Father who is willing, it says in Scripture, it says, He who sent his own Son and laid down his own Son for us, how will he not freely through him give us all things? And, you know, even Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Ruach HaKadosh comes, he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. He said, all things the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say, he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. And then it says in Scripture, it says that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. It says we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Every spiritual blessing. We don't even usually know what half those spiritual blessings are. But every single one we've been blessed with. We have power and authority and dominion that we have as a body and as individual people have barely begun to contemplate, even barely begun to understand the position that the Lord has placed us in, even by declaring over us um, that we are children of God, um, no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. And, you know, like it says in John, or First John, it says, well, Behold what manner of the love the Father has bestowed on us, so that we should be called children of God. And, you know, when we, we talk about perspectives between children and parents, you know, um, when this... Um, five-year-old came into our house immediately she took a covering of our house she took our name for the most part and was called part of our family and to her at a young age she didn't really completely contemplate that everything in this house belongs to her now everything um, she doesn't have to ask to walk from room to room. She doesn't have to ask to get something to eat or to drink. She doesn't have to ask for um, ninety percent of the things, or because it all's hers. It all belongs to hers because she belongs to us. And you know, the Lord wants us to believe and to trust Him. You know, like I said last night, um, it says in Hebrews, "Those that come to God must first believe that He is." And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. The sad thing is most of the time we believe that he is. And then we just think that he may or may not bless us depending on how good we were that day. But unfortunately that's completely unscriptural. I know it's honestly how most of us feel a lot of times. But it's not the God we serve. And we keep believing things that aren't true. And so we make this image of the Father and make him out to be someone that he's not. When he's nothing but a blesser, he's nothing but a rewarder, he's nothing but a provider. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Um, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Everything about his character tells us that, like even David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. And even when people would bring... Um, people to Jesus at times he would be like how long must I bear with you um, With and he, and he was never upset about their sin as much as he was upset about their unbelief and as many times as even the disciples had seen him perform works in their lives there was still a part of them that still refused to believe that he would do it in the future 
And though he did it over and over again in the past, even sometimes by the disciples' own hands, um, they still couldn't contemplate of who he was and that he was a living God, that he wasn't a God of the past and he wasn't a God necessarily of the present, but he was a God who is. You know, when Jesus said, I, um, he said, before Abraham was, I am. And he used the same words that he used when he talked to Moses with a burning brush. He said, later on, he said, I'm not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. And, you know, it's, he's a present help in the time of need. And with the Lord, we need to enter into a place of not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future, um, and come to a place of resting right now in him, understanding what his character is, understanding who he is, and how he does, and how he relates to us based on just his character alone and who he said. I mean, we can go through scriptures, and we can go through the testimonies of our own lives to get documented proof of the fact that the Lord is always faithful to fulfill his word. But even outside of things he's already done, just the fact that he is the Lord God, the exalted, sovereign King of kings and the Lord of lords, um, the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. This is In Revelation, it says the throne room is open, and there's a multitude crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is to, is to come. The same multitude that we will all one day join in and sing our praises and our adoration and our love of the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity. But it starts right now. It starts in the present. It starts in realizing that the Lord has nothing but the best intentions for us. And everything that goes on, he can use. Everything that happens, anything the enemy takes, anything the enemy tries to use for his own purpose, the Lord can turn it around and use it for his own. And, you know, technology is the same way. There's so many different things that the world has created that are far evil and wicked. I mean, exceedingly wicked um, are the desires and the thoughts and the intentions of the world and the spirits of this age. But yet, even the technology that the enemy has brought forth for the corruption of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, has been able to take many of these mediums and use them to turn around and to have his glory, or to have his name glorified, to have his name exalted, to actually turn around and use the very thing the enemy thought that he was going to use to corrupt the world, to turn around and to save the world. Um, whether it's the internet or computers or cell phones and all sorts of other things, I mean, television stations, I mean, it's it's almost unbelievable. Um, and yet then there's still these small places like in South Mexico, where there's tribes who've never even seen another human outside of their tribe, and so we still got to send people there. Um, but anyway, all I have to say is, um, I think our lesson for tonight um, and our homework for tonight, and I have absolutely no idea what Chris is going to talk about in a little bit, but I think our homework for tonight we should be to spend some time figuring out who he really is as our father and who he and what that really means and believe it and 
wake up tomorrow with a renewed sense of boldness and confidence knowing that your father will always be there over and over and he said I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you and you know at the end of the day no matter how bad of issue my five year old has those are the only words that she ever really wants to hear is that I will never leave her and I'll never forsake her no matter what happens and if we being regular people um can make such claims to those who we love. How much more will the Father of all glory fulfill his word in our lives and through us and in us? He said, I know the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. Anyway, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. We're going to go to a break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
All right. Well, I think I was muted. Um, I'm gonna. I'm having some technical difficulties, so I'm gonna go ahead and go into another song, and then we're gonna kick it in gear.
Tell him how good he is where you're at. Just lift it up. Thank you, God. We celebrate you tonight. All right, praise God. Well, we're back, and I apologize. We're having some technical difficulties tonight. Uh, I'm still getting used to I don't know if anyone knows, if you're working in the Blog Talk Radio uh, programs, they've actually changed our switchboard up, and over the last couple of days, they kind of forced everybody to go to a new uh, thing they call studio, which is a little different than our switchboard, and I am not that familiar with it, so honestly, I've been hitting wrong buttons, and thinking songs are starting and they're not, thinking I'm unmuted and I'm not. So I assume you guys can hear me. Um, Maybe I'm muted. I I don't know. But um, I think you can hear me. So let me know. If you guys hit no sound, uh, just give me some feedback. If you guys can hear me, give me some feedback. So this is Prayer International Radio. Call in number 619-638-8458. And if you can't get to a phone, Check us out on the internet. We've got a chat room open. Uh, www.prayerinternational.org is our website. We also have a link onto the radio show that way and, and some other things on there for you. So praise God. If you need to email us, we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com and we're taking prayer requests. I actually got in there last night and returned a few prayer requests. I, I didn't even know got in there. So apologize if uh, we responded a little late on some of those, but we have been praying and covering uh, different people in prayer, different ministries, and different uh, issues and circumstances as they come up. A uh, couple things. I uh, wanted to bring up a couple prayer requests. Uh, we've got a woman in our church named Sandra Dunn. Her and her husband, Tom, serve in our leadership. And she is actually going through a situation right now, uh, battling and uh, dealing with Parkinson's disease. And so we want to lift up a prayer for her. Her name is Sandra Dunn. And, you know, I just want people to pray for her. I know they will not mind that I give her name out because they want people praying. And so if you guys, anyone knows Sandra and Tom Dunn, pray for them. If you don't know them, you'd love to know them. They're wonderful people. Huh? Yeah, if you don't know them, my wife's young. If you don't know them, pray for them anyway. So praise God. We're going to lift up a prayer request for them. If you have anyone else in, in your life, in your family, in your circle of influence that needs prayer for healing, I will say this. Uh, we are not the healers, but Jesus is. And nothing we say or do really merits healing. But what Jesus has done on the cross by his blood and the words that he has declared from the foundation of the earth, that's what merits divine healing. And so we're simply agreeing with God on the air. We're not making any boisterous claims or anything like that, but we know that God is a healer. Jesus Christ is a healer. The Holy Spirit is pouring out in the earth today, healing and touching and changing lives. And so I'm saying this because I want to bring an expectation in the hearts of people and bring a faith in the hearts of people to believe God 
for healing because it's yours. If you're a child of God, healing is the children's bread. So with that being said, if you have any prayer requests, go ahead and phone in, chat in, email them in. We'll try to cover them. If we don't cover them on the air, we'll just know that people are praying. So, Father, right now, Lord, we just lift up our sister, Sandra Dunn, and Tom, our brother Tom. And, Lord, right now, Father, we know the enemy is coming against her in the area of Parkinson's disease. But, Father, you said that greater is he that's within us, the Holy Spirit, than he that's within the world, that no weapon formed or fashioned against us will prosper. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, Lord, you said you'd raise up a standard against us. So, Father, we're raising up a standard of your word tonight. We're raising up a standard of the blood of Jesus. We're raising up a standard of the name of Jesus that is speaking healing for Sandra's life tonight. Father, we just ask that you touch her in her body. And, Father, you just bring wholeness and healing over her brain, over her mind, over her body, over her central nervous system, all of her brain functions. Everything going on in her body, we call it to attention to the Word of God right now in Jesus' name. So we just praise you, Father, that you're a healer. We also want to lift up Judy Campbell, our aunt. Judy, this is my wife's aunt. She's my aunt, too. And uh, she was admitted into the hospital today. They're just doing some extensive research to find out what's going on. But we're believing God is healing her from stage 4 cancer that God is doing a work in her body. He's been sustaining her for the last year, even though she was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. Listen, God is a sustainer of life, and he's been keeping her. And so we're going to believe for the finished work of Jesus to be done in her life, that God is going to complete what he started and bring her to a fullness of healing. And we just want you to agree with us for Judy. Uh, Also, if you have someone in your life that's going through the same situation with cancer, uh, this would be a good time to believe in agreement. We're coming against that cancer demon. And let me say that again. Cancer is a demon spirit sent from hell. It is not of God. Cancer was never meant for any children of God. Okay? So we declare by the stripes of Jesus that Judy is healed. We declare that she's a child of the Most High God. And Father, right now we just pray, Father God, in agreement. Your will be done and your kingdom come that you would invade the earth, Father God, where duty is right now, and that your Holy Spirit would surround her, that your anointing would break every yoke of bondage in her life, that you would scatter her enemies, in Jesus' name, this enemy of cancer. We declare, by his stripes, Judy is healed, and this enemy will flee seven ways, When he comes one way at Judy, he's going to flee seven ways. We just declare that right now in Jesus' name. So, saints, just be in agreement for Judy Stallings. Believe for her healing. And right now we also have, it looks like we've got a mic that needs healing. Uh, Dee uh, put it on the chat room, Mike needs healing. So we want to lift up Mike. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just pray for Mike. We declare, Lord God that you're moving in a mighty way. We will declare Jesus healed every sickness and disease among the people, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that all things are possible to them that believe. And so right now we pray for Mike. Touch Mike wherever he is. Holy Spirit, touch him in his body. Touch him in his mind. Deliver him. Free him. And anyone else, Father, tonight we just pray for those that are standing in the gap for healing for their loved ones. 
if you just place your hand on that part of your body that hurts, that place where you need healing, or if you're standing in agreement for somebody, just do it in faith. Hey, you know, sometimes the foolish things in the world come down the line. And it may seem foolish to do these things by faith, but, you know, we call things not as though they are. We say things in agreement with God, even if it doesn't look like it in the natural. The Bible says, whose report will you believe? You're either going to believe what God says about your circumstances, or you're going to believe your circumstances. But, you know, praise God, we can get the word of God in our mouth, and we can speak to our mountains, and we can tell them to be cast off into the sea. Now, these are not my words. These are Jesus' words. I'm just simply borrowing Jesus' words. I'm reinstating and restating what the risen Lord has already said. You can speak to your mountain, and you can tell it to be cast off and be removed and be cast into the sea, and it will. Because all things are possible to them that believe And you can have whatever you say It's about the desire in your heart It's about the motive And the place where you're seated If you're seated With Christ in heavenly places If you're positioned in God for blessing Then you will receive blessing See there comes a time Where you have to align yourself You have to align yourself with God To be in the position to receive from God and if you're not in the proper alignment, if you're not in alignment with his kingdom, then you'll be in alignment with the enemy's kingdom. And instead of God's kingdom coming into your life, the enemy's kingdom will come in. It's just it's plain and simple. See, you're either hot or cold. You're either in the light or you're in the darkness. Now, that's not to say that Christians don't stumble, fall, make mistakes. Sometimes their lives do not emulate Christ, and sometimes... Christians live in the flesh and, and things in their lives are not up to par, so to speak. But let me say one thing about that. That gives entrance and opens up doors to the enemy. Even in my own life, I can attest to it. Those times in my own life when I would not serve the living God or I would do things that God did not approve of or I would do things that God did not uh, lead me to do. It would open up doors for the enemy to come in and wreak, reap devastation on my life. But see, the Bible says that we can believe God and he will close the doors that no man can open. He will open doors that no man can shut. And if you will trust God to close those doors to the enemy, if you will begin to consecrate your life, you will begin to follow and obey the word of the Lord. See, if you be willing and obedient, the Bible says, then you shall eat the good of the land. But see, there comes a, a time where you have to be willing and obedient. You have to turn your will over to his will. You have to turn your desires over to his desires. You have to turn your heart to let it line up with the heart of God. And when you become willing and obedient, which means hearing God is one thing. See, we think it's so amazing to hear from God. But Jesus said, it's not the amazing thing to hear from God. See, my sheep hear my voice, and they know me, and the voice of a stranger will they not follow. So he made it very plain and simple, very clear, that if you're a child of the Most High God, you're going to hear his voice. You have the ability to hear the voice of God. And that's not the most amazing thing. The most amazing thing is, is that you have this Holy Spirit living on the inside of you that will enable you to do the will of God. He will enable you to do what you hear. He will enable you to follow through with the plans that God places in your heart. So praise God. So we're believing God. 
we're believing God for his will to be done, for his kingdom to come, for heaven to invade the earth, wherever you're at right now. I pray the Holy Spirit would surround you. I pray the Holy Spirit of God would be so real to you that you would have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you, that you would not harden your heart, but that you would be open and yielded to the move of the Spirit of God in your life. See, the Father seeketh such to worship him, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And it's one thing to be founded on the Word of God and have the Word of God as your foundation and and to read it and study it and meditate on it, quote it and declare it and pray it and believe it and experience it. It's one thing. But it's another thing to encounter it and to, like I said before, to really experience it. When the Holy Spirit breathes on that Word, see, if it's just words on a page, it's just the letter of the law. And Paul said the letter of the law kills, but the Spirit gives life. There's religious people that can handle the word and do more damage to a person's spirit than to just let God be God and allow the Holy Spirit to touch a person's life. Now, of course, every encounter and every experience you have spiritually needs to be biblically sound. It needs to have a biblical foundation. We need to use that word as a guide, as a meter, You know, use it as a measuring stick so that we can gauge and we can test the spirits. We can determine whether or not what we're experiencing is truly from the Spirit of God. Because, see, there's a lot of counterfeits out there. There's a lot of counterfeits out there. And the counterfeit is nothing more than an opposite encounter of what the Spirit of God wants you to have. And so the devil will put counterfeits out there so that you encounter other spirits, so that you encounter other wills, so that you encounter other plans and things that would derail or distract or detour your life. Let me say that again. There's things in your life that are coming in to derail, to distract, or to detour your life, and you've got to guard your heart against them. If there's something going on in your life and God doesn't stand with approval on it, back up from it. We're learning this. We're always learning this. We're continually, progressively learning. See, we've, none of us have arrived. None of us are at that place where we're walking in 100% consecration, 100% holiness, where we never skip a beat or never miss it because, hey, we're human, we're flesh, and we're going to fall. But see, we're supposed to strive to be like Jesus, to attain and to work towards perfection and to walk in holiness and consecrate ourselves where we know we have God's approval on the things that we do and when we don't it's really hard to operate with a clean conscience. When you know that you're doing something that God doesn't approve of, it's hard to even come to God in confidence in prayer because you know you've disappointed him. You know you've broken his heart or you know that you've hurt him. And this is a constant battle as a Christian. You're going to war against the flesh. You're going to war against the carnality. The the flesh is constantly going to pull your mind and pull your attention and try to get you off of the things of God. It's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to everybody. Because we're in this world. Even though we're not of it, we're in it. And we still have to deal with it. 
Spirit of God is moving throughout the earth, and he's drawing hearts, and he's leading. See, the Bible says that God is in you to willing to do of his good pleasure. He's able to perfect and complete that which he began. That he's going to finish what he started. He's calling you to be a finisher, which means there's a starting point and a finishing point, which means there's an end and a beginning. And the Bible says those that endure to the end shall be saved. Now, that might not wash with your theology, but that's what it says. Those that endure to the end shall be saved. To him who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me. It's all about overcoming, and we do that by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, but the word of our testimony has to be Jesus. The word of our testimony has to be an overcoming life because that's the life that God's prepared for us. Praise God. Well, let me just pray and just kind of see where we're going to go from here. I don't really know where we're going from here, uh, but we're going to pray. So, Father, right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for every person listening. Father, that you would help us to overcome by the word of the Lord, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That, Father, we would be overcomers and we would... Lord, learn to finish strong, but, Lord, we can follow you, Father God, and allow you to work in us to willing to do of your good pleasure. Father, I know that none of us have arrived, none of us, but that, Father, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You said we can do all things, and that apart from you, we can do nothing. So, Father, I pray for your strength, your endurance, your determination, your focus, Lord, to come over every child of God that's listening tonight that you would help them, Lord, to get strengthened in their spirit, that the, the spirit would become strong and the flesh would become weak, that they would not be carnally minded, but, Father, they could set their mind on things above. See, we have to set our mind on things above. That means you've got to actually place your mind, place your thoughts, place your attention, place your feelings on things above. God's not going to do it for you. You actually have to set your mind yourself. And it's really easy to lose focusing and set our mind on things of the world and set our mind on carnal things and set our mind on things that do not glorify God. I know because I've lived a good portion of my life doing things that did not glorify God. But I can tell you this, the times in my life when I did things that didn't glorify God, I paid for it. I paid for it. It brought some kind of breach, some kind of suffering, some kind of circumstance, some kind of situation in my life that just consternated the the kingdom business in my life. It just slowed it down. It, 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 even at times it brought it to a standstill because I was more concerned about my way be done and my will be done than God's will be done. And so my prayer for you tonight is that you be more concerned with God's will for your life than you are your own. That I'd be more concerned with God's will for my life and for my family than my own will. Or my plans. Because, see, there's a way and a plan that seems right to a person. There's a way that seems right to a man, but God says the end of it's death. The end of it leads to destruction. But, see, the Lord's counsels will stand, and if we follow God's ways, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and it adds no sorrow to it. Does that mean we'll never have sorrow? No. Does that mean we'll never go through trials and situations? No. Does that mean we'll never 
experience emotional disruption or brokenheartedness or go through things, of course we will because we're human. But let me tell you something. It's better to have a God carry you through those situations in your life than to be left alone. It's better to have God stand with you and stand for you and go before you and be your rear guard. Like my wife says, God's got your back. See, God's got your back. But it's better to have God walk through those things with you because he's not going to leave you in it. He's going to walk you through it. But if you're doing it on your own, you're doing it on your own. But what a blessing it is to have a loving Heavenly Father that's constantly trying to get us conformed into His image, get us conformed into His will. And He works with us. Listen, I know if God can work with me, He's got to be patient because I'm a tough egg to crack. You know, my will is constantly wanting to bend my way, but I've got to, you know, stop and allow Him to come in. We all do. We've got to allow God to come in when we find ourselves wanting to do things our way, wanting to do things without checking for God's approval or not seeing what God says about it or not finding out how God feels about a certain thing, then we go off and do it. We find out later that it, it breaks God's heart or, or it you know, derails us or detours us from our assignment. But see, if we stay in that secret place and we stay with our minds and our hearts attended towards the Lord and we keep our mind on God, he's going to A, keep us in perfect peace he's also going to lead us in that peace and lead us in straight paths Psalm 23 says he'll lead us in paths of righteousness for his namesake but see if you trust in the Lord and you lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways you acknowledge him, he will direct your paths he really will, but you've got to acknowledge him in all your ways. You can't just acknowledge your own ways and not put him in the middle of it, but acknowledge him. Take every situation, every circumstance, every person, every trial, every hardship, every good, bad, and ugly thing in your life and acknowledge him with it and allow him to direct your path. Allow him to straighten out those things. Praise God. So this is Prayer International Radio, and my name is Chris Herzog, and you can call in 619-638-8458. You can also uh, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we're just praising the Lord. Praising God tonight. Well, hallelujah. Well, I'm going to break for a quick song, and it looks like we've got some callers calling in, so I'm going to check the screening room, and then we'll see what happens uh, after that. So praise God for International Radio. Sing over you is my day. 
I love you all and I thank you all for your prayers and being such a wonderful family. And just as Chris has been speaking about purity, it's really touched me um, these last couple of days. And I also have been getting many scriptures concerning purity and walking in God's way. And last night I was reading uh, Joshua 3 in verse 5 where it says, And Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And it just struck me, consecrate ourselves, and we will see the power of the Lord. He is the same God as he was for Joshua. He is that same God for us. And as we see in Joshua 3, as they walked through the Jordan, the waters stood up in a heap. And I just... Imagine, you know, if we can repent, if we can be holy as our God is holy, just imagine what he will do in our lives. And in Psalm 24, starting from verse 3, it says, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your faith, even Jacob, Bella. We seek his faith and we want to be holy just as he is holy. It goes on in verse 7, Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. And think about the King of glory and his holiness and how one day he will open the door for us to come into heaven and 
we will behold him with our own eyes. And then we will understand how holy he is. We will see his light. We will see the smoke all around his throne room. I long for that day, and I'm sure all of you do too. But what I'm feeling is that he's calling us to that life of holiness, to that life of repentance, to that life of walking in his way, walking in the ancient way. And I just wanted to share that with you today. Let's repent. Let's make ourselves clean before him. I cannot imagine the wonders he will do for us. I thank you, Chris, for allowing me to share that. Amen. And then we're blessed to have you share that. You know, we've actually got about 10 more seconds, I think, and then the show's going to cycle off. But, you know, we're so blessed to have you share that on the air. I'm just going to say a quick prayer before it runs out. And, um, Father, we just agree, I know, with Rose and, and everybody that's, that's praying and listening, Father, that you would call us to holiness, call us to purity, and that, Father, that you would call your people to a consecration that would bring your glory and your power and your honor in their lives. And we just thank you, Father God, for the wonderful things that you're doing. Father, bless our sister Rose tonight. Lord, bless those that are listening. Bless all those around the globe that are naming the name of Jesus. And even those that are about to come into your kingdom, we claim them for your salvation. We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Well, we are actually, I think, I think the show just ran out, so I'm going to sign off. Um, we will uh, be back on the same time. This is Prayer International Radio, and uh, we're blessed to have our, our sister in the Lord from Australia, Rose Marie. And uh, those of you that are calling and praying, we we'll continue to pray for you and lift you up in the name of Jesus. You guys have a blessed night in Jesus' name. Thank well, you, Rose, God bless you. Um, Hey, God bless you. Thank you for calling in, and we'll we'll touch base with you via email or Facebook, and we'll, I'm sure you'll be back around in the next couple of days. So we love it when you share in the chat room, and feel free anytime to share that word. And you know, we always covet your prayers. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Good bless night. You have a good sleep. Right. Hey, thank Bye. you. You have a good night. Bless you. You too. Bye bye.
shower and Dave was on the phone and Dave had his headphones on. So, um, give you a call tomorrow, a bit earlier in the day. Are you happy? Okay, bye.
Did you hear mommy's 